You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the After Chat. This is Bill After, and along with my co host, Josh Chernoff, we would like to welcome you once again. Josh, you did a, uh, a great solo drive last week. Oh, thank you, and welcome back, Bill. I think everybody missed you, um, and it's good to have you back here. Were you lonely without I was, me? I was, uh, yeah, I was a little lonely. I was a little lonely. I was going to send one of the After Chat cheerleaders oh. to your studio last week, but uh, she, she called in at the last minute that she had something else that just uh, had just transpired in her life and I think it was something like uh, she and her uh, her mother were busy making jello so they didn't really have she she had to pull out great excuse right I I you know what I have no response to that whatsoever um, <laughs> man uh, I will say though thank you for the uh, for the thought um, it was really it, it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. I, I do. Nice. When I'm not around, I do like your outspoken sarcasm a lot <laughs> but more as, than as when long, I am around. I was going to say, as long as you're not there to uh, share exactly. in any of the heat. Um, no, it was, you know what, it was a lot of fun, but uh, but you can't have the Apter chat without Bill Apter, and uh, it's uh, it's good to have you back. It's good, you know, I, I was just basically talking the whole time. I didn't have anybody to go back and forth with, so, you know, I didn't have anybody uh, to interrupt me. Right. Well, you know, you consider it. You know what I I, I want to bring this up. You consider Please. it interruption, but it's not interruption. It's headbutting. Okay. Well, I consider That's it interrupting. And if and if if anybody else considers it interrupting and wants to support me, you can go over to so says dot com <laughs> and you can get the Josh interrupted shirt, uh, which is off of the girl interrupted logo um, and a very very different uh, uh, story to that movie than what we've got going on but it's all fun and games so people come on let's not take things too seriously well, wait a minute of course not and also don't forget to go to the afterchat.com where you can take advantage of hey, getting you know about that cheerleader the again the, the, the cheerleader yes we should put a picture on there you don't even know what she looks like that's okay. um however however uh, people can get uh, our series of uh, After Chat t-shirts. Absolutely. There's Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Based but that's off not of your... our best-selling one. No, uh, but I was going to say it was based off of your book of the of the same title. Um, but no, our best-selling is Respect the Comb Over. You, yeah. you have to get that. And of course, we also have the... Uh, man, we went right into a... Uh, right into trying to... Oh push these shirts today uh well, and why you, not the great shirts yeah well well you you started with that uh uh that initial uh plug yeah for uh for your, I'm just, your stuff there, i'm just so. you know what i'm trying to sell my shirts your shirts your book i you know that's what i'm here for i'm here to push the merch well you're doing and i love that word i know uh, you do i love that word as you as you know so as we're talking here i'm just getting a uh, a phone call from uh, my son Brandon, and I'm now texting him and saying, "Taping podcast. Talk to you later." So hopefully, hey, Brandon. It's, uh, what's that? I'll just just shout out to Brandon when he's listening to this. Of course, yeah. definitely. 
Hey, Brandon. Good guy. Okay, she he's been shouted out. Anyway, it's been a uh, while. I was on the road, of course. Uh, my uh, my presence was felt with the uh, interview of uh, the late Bobby Shane. I got a lot of really good feedback on that. Uh, and one of the things that happened while I was away, as well, was the um, the untimely and so sad death of my dear friend mean gene okerlund yeah that that you know i touched base on it last week and said that uh i would be sure to discuss that with you when you return because uh you know he is a a long time dear friend of yours and bill is there anything any stories that anything that you can uh talk about about mean gene that uh you you experienced with him any personal stories between the two of you yeah, back in the uh, in the seventies, um, I can't put my finger on a year, but when I traveled regularly to Vern Gagne's AWA, mm-hmm. they were kind enough to put me on their TV program several times, and I was uh, interviewed first by Marty O'Neill, who was one of their broadcasters, and uh, eventually by Gene Okerlund. And I knew when he was interviewing me just from the shtick that we were doing backstage, just being silly with each other, that this guy was going to be something really special in wrestling broadcasting because he had a – before anyone knew what sports entertainment was, he had a sense of entertainment in him, and yet he was a legit broadcast. And what a voice, I, too. Oh, great voice. You know, the highs and the lows that he had, you know, he could he could sell any storyline, any angle. He could have sold sold anything to anybody. But he had the highs. He had the lows. He was very uh, he was not monotone. He kept you interested. And I remember the few times I met him at AWA uh, after the initial time and all. Uh, we just, uh, we'd go out and grab some food, whatever, and just talk about, uh, about wrestling. He was, he really was a fan back then, even though he knew nothing about wrestling. I think he was kind of, uh, picking my brain about the wrestling business. When he went to WWE, of course, his interviews with Hulk Hogan, who did a great tribute on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, he he. There was no one, no one else who could have done it like him. Uh, and back at WWE and WCW, especially in WCW where I was backstage a lot, I maintained a very close relationship with him. And anytime he would see me, once in a while, he'd as I'd come over to say, "Hey, Gene, can I ask you?" No, no, because then you'll tell everybody and you'll get <laughs> us all in trouble. <laughs> and then he'd walk away, but he was he was doing shtick. He was yeah. he was being nice. The last few years, he's been a guest at a lot of the wrestling conventions that I've had the pleasure to be part of, and I've interviewed him many times at the wrestling conventions. And the last time I saw him was probably at the Icons of Wrestling convention in Philadelphia, that RF Video runs yeah. at the twenty three hundred Arena, and I spoke with him probably. Two months ago, uh, and he sounded great. He sounded very chipper, and we were set to book him on our show, weren't we, Josh? Yeah, uh, we had talked about 
uh, you had spoken with him about coming on the show to give some predictions for uh, Survivor Series and schedule wise, we just weren't able to work it out. And I know you and I had talked about, well, we'll bring them back for the next big pay-per-view, which, of course. which would be the Royal Rumble. Um, and obviously, you know, unfortunately that's not going to happen. And, and, uh, you know, I, I was, I was talking with my wife, um, when we were watching the, the tribute video that the WWE put out, which was like you mentioned, I mean, it was phenomenal. Um, and she had even, you know, I mentioned that we were supposed to do that. And she said, yeah, I remember cause you were really excited about the idea that you could get an opportunity to interview Mean Gene Okerlund. And yes. I remembered, yeah, I was pretty, when we were talking about that, that was something that was really, um, really exciting, a prospect to be able to do and kind of crazy to me. Uh, and that, that's definitely a regret that I'm going to have that I wasn't able to do that. But more importantly, that I wasn't able to ever have the opportunity to meet him because I've heard nothing but incredible things about him. And I was a huge fan. What I loved about him also was his and your Mr. Sarcasm. He had a great sarcastic sense of humor. He yes. really did. And I loved his line at the Hall of Fame when he said that when he dies, uh, he wants to be buried upside down so all his critics can kiss his ass. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that was great. You know, by the go ahead. Go oh ahead. no, I was gonna say when we were watching that video, I was about to, as it was like coming to an end, I was about to tell my wife about that um, because I'd seen the videos pop up online uh, showing that quote and everything, and I just assumed the WWE wasn't gonna put it in the video. And when they put it at the end of the video, I was, I just thought that was fantastic that was just because what what a great uh example of, of who he was that video was just you know i was blown away by it it was it was really great now i'm going to tell you something that leads to another topic for a moment and then we have to come back to this okay when they were showing all the things about me gene and they had the original hall of fame logo do you remember that wrestling ring that i sent you a picture of i do that, remember okay so that sticker from the original Hall of Fame was adhered to that wrestling ring by me, obviously. It do did you, not come with that wrestling ring. Do you know that for a fact? Uh, that's the sticker that I got at that Hall of Fame. So you were yes. just given a sticker that happened to perfectly fit. No, I put it on there. There was the WWF logo on that ring. Yes. I put this over that because I didn't know what to do with the sticker. But the sticker was a perfect shape to fit into that WWF. I know. That's why I put it there. That's why I put it there because I, I didn't want to lose it. But don't now, you think that's kind of interesting, though, that that they would print a sticker to be the exact dimensions of the sticker that came with the ring? No, the, they they didn't give me the ring. I don't know where I got the ring. No, from. Uh, even even more so. Isn't that even stranger? Eh, not really. You want to clue people in real quickly on what we're talking about? All right. So uh, there was I'm, I'm a big fan. I talked about it last week. Um, I'm a big fan of Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins podcast uh major wrestling figure podcast and uh bill had has in in actors alley he has one of the original hasbro wwf rings that blue ring from anybody that grew up around that time um, if you had a wrestling figure i'm sure you had this ring um but the difference with bill's ring is that instead of the wwf logo sticker in the middle it is a hall of fame sticker and that fits perfectly in there. And I had mm -hmm. asked Bill one of the times I was down after Zally, I said, where did this come from? And, and Bill had told me 
he wasn't entirely sure, but he thinks it was given to him at the hall at one of the Hall of Fames. It was in the press. It was in the press kit, actually. Yes. So I asked him, "Are you talking about the the ring or the whole thing?" And Bill wasn't. He wasn't sure. He couldn't really remember. Right. Right. Um, so we put out on our social media, "Hey, here's this. You know, this ring. Basically, has anyone ever seen this thing before? This is kind of a you know, uh, random thing that that Bill thinks." may have been given to him at the Hall of Fame thing. So I ended up talking to uh, Zack Ryder about it, and we had a little back and forth where he was saying it's got to be like a custom thing because he's never heard of that. And um, this past week on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, um, Zack brought that up as as just kind of a, uh, like, a, oh, yeah, well, Bill Apter one time had sent me this ring, and I think that was, and Kurt Hawkins said, yeah, but I think that's... Uh, he, but Bill wouldn't really know too much about customs or anything. So that was the conversation. It was very nice of them to, uh, to mention Bill on the, uh, on their show. Um, it was not said in any derogatory way. Um, right, right. But, uh, but, but that's uh, where but the confusion. I... So Bill wanted to, if I'm, if I'm correct here, Bill, you wanted to kind of set the record straight that you were fairly certain that this sticker was given to you at the hall of fame thing. And, yeah, and you, it was in the press kit. Yes. And the then you put kit. the sticker on the ring. On that, yes, exactly. Okay. And I didn't remember it until I saw heading back now, till I saw that Hall of Fame logo on on one of the Mean Gene tributes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, so basically, what have we found out today? Bill Apter uh, is a closeted customizer of wrestling figure rings. So <laughs> yeah, but getting he back didn't to even our, know. yeah, I didn't know that. But getting back. To uh, Mean Gene Okerlin, um, he was one of a kind, like Gordon Soley was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of was one of a kind, like uh, Jr. These are people uh, who will not be able to be replaced. They are specific voices Absolutely. in our the timeline of our life. Like when I was growing up, even though he wasn't a red wrestling broadcaster, Howard Cosell's mm-hmm. voice with boxing and other sports. I can hear his voice. Uh, Bill Cardell, the wrestling announcer growing up on the WWF shows, I can hear his voice. Mean Gene Okerlund's voice will never be forgotten. Not at all. Um, and we are, Bill, we had talked about this earlier, that we're, uh, we'd like to dedicate this show to the memory of Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, yeah, I, I, have, I have nothing else to add. I think you, you said it best uh, that he'll never be forgotten his voice especially will never be forgotten so um, and i couldn't wait i couldn't wait to hear hogan go well you know something mean gene yeah so let's let's talk for a minute if we can we'll we'll shift gears you know hulk hogan this was his return to monday night raw this was a big this was a big deal a lot of people are saying you can't judge um this week's ratings based on on the fact that Hulk Hogan was back, the Brock Lesnar was, this was a very, you know, John Cena, this was a stacked show, but I think, you know, a lot of people wanted to see Hulk Hogan pay respects to, uh, to mean Gene. So it's tough to kind of judge, but, um, ratings were up a little bit. Uh, Hulk Hogan, you know, look, he's, he's a lot of people are still having issues with him being back. And like we've said from the beginning, you know, it's not, not our place to tell people how to feel, you and I are obviously not uh, not the appropriate people to be deciding whether or not the things that had happened are okay. Um, but 
regardless, just looking as a wrestling fan, looking at Hulk Hogan, the character. Bill, how did you feel uh, with that music playing and watching him come out? I got the goosebumps. I use that word a lot. But as soon as I heard, I am a real American, it was just, it was something that had to happen. It, it was something there, again, there was no one who could have, no wrestler who was alive mm-hmm. had that kind of relationship with Mean Gene than Hogan. Did. And I knew yeah. for a fact that anytime I talked to Mean Gene, like, once every other month or whatever, he always says, I've got to go out and meet the Hulkster. By the way, I have a um, a phone message from Mean Gene on my phone that he left me a while ago, which is one of my favorite messages. And if I, if I can find it while we're uh, talking here on the show, I really wouldn't mind playing it. Okay. Because no one else has got this. Okay, hold Next on. message. Oh. Morning, Gene Oakland. Give me a call ten after nine, and I'm on standby for a seven o'clock call tonight. And eight is fair game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so that's uh, um, that's just from, the energy, even in a phone message. Yeah, but that that was from when Nick Houseman and I did um, uh, the Is Wrestling Fixed podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he was going to guest with us uh that was the message and i kept it i kept a lot of those messages were you able to hear it okay uh very well very okay. well right so uh um you 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 uh after chatters please tweet out that that's on this show because that's that's something that you won't hear from uh from anyone that's uh a message he left for me and I'll, i will never that's one i'll never uh, i'll never erase so uh, I was mentioning before that, you know, all those people that had passed, that was my childhood, but your peers. And, uh, well said. You Very know, well it's, said. It's, thank you. It, it's, uh, you know, it's just tough. It's really tough to, to look at that. And I'm sure for you, this is, it's just another, uh, another really difficult situation. And, uh, but I think at that point, at this point, we should maybe, uh, let's move on to, to, Something, uh, Alexis Smirnoff. Okay. I was, try- <laughs> yeah, I was trying to move on to something a little, uh, lighter, but yes, and we also, let's... yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's another professional wrestler who passed away. Um, yeah, just, uh, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate yeah, that it, happens. It's a bad and... start to 2019. Yeah, it was, so, it was certainly uh, not the, the not start that we wanted, but let's yeah. talk a little bit about, uh, a start to 2019 in a completely different way. There's really no good way to transition out of that. So I'm just going to explosive. I'm, I'm just going to explosive start. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead with it. Start. An explosive yeah. start for some might even say it was a, uh, it was a Tuesday night dynamite. See what I did there? Actually Tuesday late afternoon. Wasn't all right. It? Well, uh, last time I checked, <laughs> I don't, I don't think all elite wrestling has, uh, has tried to apply for the, trademark of Tuesday late afternoon dynamite, but they have applied for the trademark of Tuesday night dynamite and they've done a lot more since that uh, announcement had first come out. So Bill, let's talk a little bit about AEW all elite wrestling. It's a thing. It's real. It's, it's, uh, it's no longer just a rumor. It's no longer a dream. This is legit. This is a real legitimate 
uh, professional wrestling company that is starting, it's coming into existence, and it is backed by multi-billionaires. Boku Bucks. This is this is something that we have not experienced since Ted Turner took over WCW. And the difference, though, the difference here yes. is that Turner actually had cable television at that point. Uh, these people don't yet. They don't. They're not on TV. But if, the the power of streaming, what they did for mm-hmm. All In earlier, early if, last year. If we have wow. learned anything. Uh, from that press conference and some of the people, and we'll talk in a minute about who showed up there and who's a part of things. It's that just because it hasn't been announced doesn't mean it's not being being taken care of. And and we talked about this, uh, you know, a couple months ago. That when you're talking about the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, a major, major, major franchise, uh, not to mention all of the other projects that the cons have been a part of. Um, I don't think distribution of this is a going to be difficult for them to obtain and B, I have a very hard time believing that they don't already know exactly what they're going to do because I agree. I can't, yeah. It's people. I agree. They are successful on a, on a level that few are. And I think that all of their, uh, all their T's are crossed and, uh, and lowercase J's are dotted. If anybody gets that reference. Well, let's um, say this is a positive, very positive con job. Do we have to? Yeah, I did already. All right. <laughs> so um, All Elite Wrestling, uh, you know, they, they, they kick things off with their press conference. And Bill, uh, you have some notes. I have some notes. You want to go yeah, over yeah, some I, of the highlights? I, I what, what were some of the highlights for you? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to go over my notes that um, I spoke about on my live after chat on onewrestling.com. Mm-hmm. First of all, I need to compliment um, Conrad Thompson and Brian Alvarez. They were both really good, but Conrad is so laid back and easygoing, and the words just kind of flow out of his mouth. Uh, he's He's an excellent fit for whatever they're going to do with him, if they're going to have him involved as a broadcaster, as the uh, as the mean Gene Oakland backstage interviewer. I think he's an excellent fit for this. Um I what? yeah, I don't I don't see him being a part of of this in that way. Um because I, I think do. he's too big of a deal. Also he's too big of a guy and it's kind of a uh, a rule of thumb for interviewers, especially this day and age when wrestlers are not as big as they used to be. You usually do not want to have the backstage interviewer looking larger than the wrestler well i think conrad even with his uh his size would be an excellent choice for that and oh I i'm not saying oh don't get me wrong i'm not saying he doesn't have the talent to do it oh, i'm he not getting you certainly wrong. has the talent um yep. but no i just don't see i also think he's 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 beyond that level you know conrad i think is going to be involved more i could see him being involved more with for instance starcast uh starcast 2 that's and his baby of course. yeah more more of that stuff more of the i could see him being brought out uh from a, a pre-show broadcasting type of setting or something like you had mentioned before but i just don't see the the backstage interview thing i think what they're going to want there is somebody more of a 5 foot 8 
uh, good looking guy, nice head of hair. Uh, maybe he has a oh, podcast. Oh, there goes, there goes my. Uh, maybe has, maybe has a podcast with a, a legendary journalist. And welcome wrestling. to I'm putting me over right here on the after chat. No, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, this is uh, it's going to be very exciting to see who they do come up with um, for their entire team because you know we all know that it, it, it takes an entire team to put together a a great wrestling broadcast and they've already begun announcing some of the wrestlers they also began announcing uh a backstage producer the first backstage producer that they announced did you see that of course i did billy gunn billy gunn what a great what a great choice because not only was he for a time directing everything at the performance center Mm -hmm. but as well as I've known him, I've seen younger guys and even his peers come to him for advice. He's a consummate professional. Great choice. Yeah, uh, and he was also, as you could see in the video that they had posted, he was there with his son Austin, uh, who is a great kid. Who's who's. Uh, t- I mean, he looks like his dad in the ring. He moves just like Billy Gunn. We saw and... him at All In. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I would venture to guess here that Austin Gunn is going to at the very least have an opportunity to earn a spot with all elite wrestling. Um, and it would be a great get for them. So, yeah. So let me go back to my notes here. Please. Um, so one of the things that Cody and the young bucks mentioned is that with a lot of companies, the performers, the wrestlers are the least paid people for what they do and he said that's that's going by the wayside now and also brandy came out later um and she had mentioned that um the women's division she's she's the chief brand officer uh but they're calling her the chief brandy officer which i love (laughs) by the way but she said that the women in this company will get paid equally with the men yeah, um, so that's great. That is great, and it remains to be seen how something like that uh, plays out, because you know it, it, it's. Uh, I I think the way I took that was that it's going to be based on your talent, based on your contribution, not based on your gender. And you know, I mean, obviously, there. I'm sure there are going to be some. Uh, you know, Britt Baker is not going to be making the same amount of money as Chris Jericho. And and that's not because she's a woman. That's because... Oh, you blew a surprise there in case somebody didn't watch this. Okay, well, go In ahead. case they didn't watch it, then <laughs> why have they... Like, okay. So right, Chris Jericho on. is a part of... the of, uh... we'll, come, we'll come back to that. I want to talk about that separately. Okay. But uh, I think that Brandy and Cody, with their years in the other major company witnessed firsthand what what people might have been bitching and moaning about backstage. Yeah. And they took that to AEW and they're trying to, and again, we don't know what goes on backstage at the other companies, but, and they were at, they were in two different, two or three different companies. Um, but they want to do what they see is proper for the wrestlers, not the, performers right um and i think that that's a um a really good thing i think 
without the wrestlers, you don't have anything. And it's not to minimize the contributions of anybody else, but these people are the ones putting their lives on the line and sacrificing their bodies for the product. And at the very least, they should be treated um, as more than just, you know, the, the hired help. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. So I think that's great. I think it's a great, great thing. Uh, there's been talk about um, medical expenses, be it, you know, I, I think they're looking into how they could make something work for, um, for uh, health insurance. And a lot of people have kind of misunderstood, I think, what part of the statement was. And I think what they're trying to figure out is how can everybody who's going to be on the roster contribute to the company more so than just being a wrestler. This is at least how I perceive yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you get like a group medical plan with all people putting money in. If you're the people under contract could actually do that. You go to an Aetna so, or a Blue Cross Blue Shield and get a group plan. Right. So here's the thing. They're independent contractors. So that's what's always been the issue. With independent contractors, the company can choose to not acknowledge them in that way. However, the hope is that each wrestler will be able to contribute something to the company. Not, I'm not talking about to a fund. I'm talking about contribute something to the company that will allow them to become full-time employees of the company. Oh, right. So right. that there is a way for them to be able to get that insurance. But in the meantime, Cody does say that, you know, if somebody's injured in the ring, their medical expenses will be paid for. Uh, subsequent rehab, if necessary, will be paid for. So this is a, a huge step. And, and something, and Bill, I want your opinion on this. Something that, that struck me with that is a lot of people would say, oh, well, how do you get the talent from the WWE? Well, this is a big thing. Not only are they offering uh, better money, and there was a dig in there when Cody said um, about opportunity. He said that you know opportunity doesn't pay the bills. It's long been said that Vince McMahon is that his his thing that he would offer people and still does to this day is he offers them an opportunity, not a guarantee. And his big thing has always been that he offers them an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So Cody yeah, that, was making that's the a language, right? Yeah. So Cody was making a very clear statement there um, that opportunity doesn't pay the bills that they, that these wrestlers need to know that they're going to be, uh, you know, gamefully employed when they're working. Right. For now all keep in mind, keep in mind the issue through the years, even when I was a kid watching wrestling. And then when I got in the business is that most insurance companies turn down people who do things like professional wrestling because they're too much of a risk. Yeah, uh, I mean, involved. yes and no, because I mean, if you think about uh, any athlete, look at the NFL players, you know, no, I'm putting an asterisk on pro wrestlers because during the seventies, well, I think was there was talked about a lot. Yeah. And I think there was maybe a lack of understanding at that time of what Correct. was really happening. So I think Correct. now, now I don't see why, you know, um, let's say like a, a uh, what would you call it? Um, a stunt man or woman, right? They can go a through stunt person, a stunt yes. person. Sure, that, that was that was worthwhile. <laughs> um, a, a a stunt person could um, they can get their insurance through their union. They can get their insurance through. I don't know if it's SAG-AFTRA or if it's uh, you know what what it is, but I know that they have a way to get health insurance through their, their union, through the, what they're, you know, connected to. So, um, 
Now, I'm the last person who should really be explaining this in, in detail, but I think basically the options out there, and I think it's going to happen, and I think it's huge if it does happen. Um, and I think that that is going to be a – that could be one of the biggest changes that we see in wrestling from this. Well, now keep something in mind here. One of your points here was about how they get WWE wrestlers. And this, for example, I think – uh, now that you've uh, mentioned about Chris Jericho, and I would have loved to have known how this actually actually happened uh, because he was very loyal to WWE. I mean, extremely loyal. Mm -hmm. But this could have been one of the points when he was sitting down with them is that we're going to change what the general business of pro wrestling sports entertainment is where not only are we going to give more money to the wrestlers to the workers to the performers but we're also going to set up medical maybe dental and maybe other you know bonuses and which wwe does give uh based upon yeah, for, uh pay-per-views for dental for dental i heard that uh brit baker was gonna just take care of the, the whole the, yes roster. Well, that's why they brought her on yeah dr um, baker but, but no, uh, I, I think that, that I think one of the things with Chris Jericho is that he was probably intrigued by the changes that Cody and the Bucks and Brandy and the other people involved, yeah. uh, Hangman Page, everybody that's involved, Daniels and Kazarian and Scorpio, all these people, I believe, feel that the business has to change. They want to be on the forefront, and this is what was sold to them initially by mm. Cody and the Bucks. And not only Cody and the Bucks, but you, again, you have to look at who is backing them. You know, these are people with a uh, between Cody, the Bucks, and the Khan family. This is a yeah. They become know, an employee of that company, possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cody signed a five-year contract with All Elite Wrestling, uh, which he said is longer than any contract he's ever signed with a company before, including the WWE. Well, no one offered him a contract that long because they, they, they didn't see what they had in front of them. Right. Well, um, one of the things I want to mention is Chris Jericho uh, did say uh, that, he, you know, he said, I'm, I'm Chris Jericho and I'm all in with all the wrestling. And I believe he also said, I don't have the exact quote here, but something along the lines of we're not just going to change the world. We're going to change the whole universe. And that was without question or Ouch. unquestionably as someone would say uh that unquestionably. yeah that was a that could be considered the first shot oh it was it definitely um, was as soon as i heard that so here's something that i wanted to ask and i know we've got a ton of notes and we'll come back to it but i really wanted to talk to you about this um the first thing that people are talking about is the is the war right and uh you know, AEW W stands for war is something that, in my that, opinion, you know, that you had said, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a great, which I thought was a, a great old school magazine, uh, headline. headline. Right oh, absolutely. Um, I might have to call Stu Sachs and give him that headline for pro wrestling illustrated. Yeah. We'll probably just use it on this week's episode of the after chat, but you already did. We just did. All right. So, um, yeah, you can't, well then, then they can't go ahead and copy us. Could you imagine well, if someone was to copy something that we did on a very large scale? Um, I would have to check with my attorneys on yeah. that. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Um, anyway, uh, so one of the things that I wanted to, to 
to talk to you about was this this everyone's immediately jumping to the the war you know because everybody wants that everybody wants that feeling of the monday night wars back yeah. and in a lot of ways the the time feels right for that uh when you look strictly at the wwe because their product is in in my opinion and the opinion of a lot of people even worse than their product was in say like 94 95 uh their business is doing better for sure, especially overseas, but the product is is awful and can, in my opinion, continues to be awful. I've seen nothing of any worth uh, of a change, but um, that's a conversation for another day because I think we're we're focused a little bit more on all elite wrestling today. But um, an interesting thing that I, I wanted your opinion was, who do you think, uh, outside of all elite wrestling? could benefit the most from what's happening with all elite wrestling, uh, becoming a, a, another, uh, major player. And who well, do you the, think the this typical, is going to hurt wait, wait, the most? Wait, the, the typical answer would be, and it sounds so just, Oh, come on after, but it, it's the fans. Oh, come on after. Thank I'm you. But that, that's the, that's the real answer. So, because during the, during the Monday night wars, during the WCW battling with WWE back then, the fans got so much out of that, so much enjoyment, so much fun out of it, so much, uh, even just the the inside chatter about who's going to win this war mm -hmm. and who's Bischoff got coming in this week and who's well, WWE going to fight them with. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, th I think you're right. I think that's a great point. I was thinking more along the lines of from a promotion standpoint, but I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, this is only going to benefit the fans. Um, you mentioned Eric, who's Eric Bischoff going to bring in, all that stuff. There's, I, I'm hoping that we're going to see a lot of that. Now, contracts are a little bit different, so there's going to be a lot more a guy leaves WWE, it's 90 days until he's allowed to show up somewhere else and all that stuff, and that's fine. Um, but this day and age with social media, I wonder, I don't know the legalities of it, but if a guy's contract runs out and he's not allowed to show up on TV for 90 days, does that mean that day one they can't have an announcement on Twitter that he signed with them? He's allowed to sign. He's just not allowed to show up on television. Right. Well, then that you've answered your own question. Then. Right. So, well, I don't know. For all I know, it's in their contract that they can't, you know, make anything public. So I don't they know. May, they may be able to wrestle in all elite wrestling as long as it's not shown on any electronic media. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it, but I feel like we will find out sooner than later. By the um, way, the other winners, the other winners here. Uh-huh are the performers, the wrestlers, the workers. Yes. Because there's a, there is now, let's say you get a guy in WWE, a mid-card guy or mid-card to lower guy like mm -hmm. Cody was, and they're unhappy. Yeah, somewhere they, to go. They now have, you know, the, the WWE office is now going, well, what, you know, we're not going to renew this guy's contract. Well, he might go over there. Let's see what... You know, what are they going to do with him? There's a possibility so, that he could become a soaring star or she could. So I'll tell you a story. Um, when I was training uh, to be a wrestler at the Wild Samoan Training Center, um, I was training there in 2001. And I remember the first class that I went to, I want to say it was the day after, I think it was on a Tuesday. So I think it was the 
the day after uh, the last Nitro. And I walked in to the school and you would have thought somebody died. The yeah. wrestlers that were all there, everyone who was training, any of the guys from WXW that were, you know, uh, they were indie workers, but they were there to help train us. Um, everyone was just moping. They were just, they were down. And to me as a still, still focused purely as a fan, really at that point, I was all like, well, this is kind of cool. Who knows what's going to happen? It could be a WCW invasion and all that stuff. And they were, and, and so many, they were just like, yeah, but now we have less places to work. Yeah. Less places to work. And there was really no second yeah. power. And I remember point. it hit me, especially at, you know, five foot eight, WCW was a place that was the land of the cruiserweights in a lot yeah. of ways. If you yeah. wanted to make it to one of the big companies as a smaller guy at that time, WCW was, was where you were looking. Yes, and of that was, you know, so it's been a long time since then. And for, you know, nearly two decades later to finally have this opportunity again for the, for the performers, for the men and the women that are working there, uh, that's huge because I've seen firsthand how that affects people to, to have it, you know, to okay. be lesser. Okay. Um, so I have another point. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I had a, another question for you, but no, make your point. No, what, what's your question? It might be the point. Well, my I... other question was, who do you think this is going to hurt the most? And I'm ah, talking strictly. That's what I was going to talk okay. about. It's exactly what I was going to talk about. Okay. okay. Who... So Let's right hear. now, the dream of every indie wrestler out there is, I want a job at AEW. I want to be a member of the elite. So you now have to look at the companies that are very high-profile indie, and we start with Ring of Honor, of course. What does Ring of Honor have to do to protect their guys who, are, who sat there probably and individually watched this rally yesterday mm -hmm. and heard Cody Rhodes say, we're going to pay you more, uh, wins and losses will count, yeah. Which is really important that's, to that's a wrestling fan. That's very interesting. Really important to a wrestling. I loved hearing that. So, what is stop? Uh, maybe we'll have medical benefits. Uh, our in-house dentist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but what is stopping someone? What is Ring of Honor going to? Because they're really that that next level is Ring of Honor. Because New Japan is not a United States based regular running company like ring of honor is ring mm -hmm. of honor runs regularly. Am I missing a company here that runs regularly? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on how you look at impact wrestling. Um, because we, well, we're going to talk do, about them. They'll do okay. chunks of TV tapings. Um, and they're more or less, uh, I believe their house, House show schedule is more or less their guys are working a lot of indies and stuff. So I'm not. Yeah. So they're, they're not running their own house shows. I don't so believe that, so. Right. So that doesn't. No, their guys are on on indie shows. Yes. They're being booked out on indie shows. So Impact Wrestling doesn't have the touring uh, facet that Ring of Honor has. Correct? Correct. Ring of Honor tours a lot more. So if I'm Ring of Honor now is how do I protect my guys from being sucked into this new company 
that's offering all this stuff. And these guys worked for me before, so they're all friends with Cody and the Bucks. Right. So I think that something like uh, Marty Scurll, I think, is is when his contract's up, I would bet anything that he's going oh, to yeah. all the wrestling. Yes. Um, and I'm sure Ring of Honor is well aware of that. But uh, I think, and I'm going to kind of, on what you're saying here, I think um, Impact Wrestling should be more concerned than Ring of Honor, and here's why. And this is in no way meant to knock Impact Wrestling or anything that they're doing, but I'm looking at this from what I think is could potentially happen. Uh, Ring of Honor has a, a, a reputation from day one of, of being this great independent wrestling company um, and being kind of the number three, if you will. Like there's no number two spot, but there's a number three, and that's Ring Correct. of Honor. Correct. Um, Ring of Honor, I think, I don't think it ever really stopped being that. I think it continued to churn out the the new up-and-coming talent in wrestling. So I think Ring of Honor, if anything, is maybe a little safer because it's kind of seen as more along the lines of like a potential feeder system to whoever's higher up. So I think that some fans will kind of, you know, they'll still want to be, they're still so connected to Ring of Honor and, and everything that it is. That brings me to Impact Wrestling. Um, well, wait, wait. Before you talk about Impact Wrestling now, Ring of Honor also does have one other door that's that has been opened to them now. New Japan. And that's the National Wrestling Alliance. National Wrestling Alliance, also their connection with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which will not be connected to All Elite Wrestling. Correct. So again, that's a big thing. Again, too. will Ring of Honor's touring shows now start to include more NWA talent because the NWA is only doing these pop-up shows. So currently. I don't know that there's really NWA talent as much as there is the NWA utilizing Ring of Honor talent. It's the champion. It, it's, right. it's Nick Aldis. Um, so, but I wouldn't be surprised there's going to be a lot more New Japan pro wrestling because that's that's the thing that's going to keep them in business. And I think that... Things are looking up for Ring of Honor with the uh, with that show at Madison Square Garden. So I wouldn't count them out yet. I think they're still making waves and doing and doing something really special. Now Impact Wrestling, the well, wait wait wait. I, I I hate to cut in here, but I, I it's uh, just so I want to... You can go and you can buy the <laughs> no, Josh I, Interrupted I just, shirt. I I I just I just want to mention when you're talking about uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Do you think? that there was a percentage of the fans who helped sell out Madison Square Garden so quickly for their show on WrestleMania weekend because they thought that the elite was going to be on that show. Yes. I, I, okay. I really okay. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, even we weren't sure what was going to happen. Um, when we gave the award for wrestler of the year to Cody and we gave the award wrestler of the year to the, to the bucks. Um, you know, it was something without getting into too many details. We kind of had the idea that, that they may not be staying with ring of honor, which is why those were pre-recorded, uh, videos. And when we gave to the ring of honor commentators, we gave them uh, live on stage at a ring of honor event because it was pretty much understood that, 
you know, that that's not really an award that we can give to them right now on a Ring of Honor show since they're going to be leaving. And that was something that, you know, was understood, but uh, we didn't know for a fact even. So even us with knowing all of that, still we're not 100% sure that they were going to be leaving. So I think just a random fan of theirs was probably like, let me grab those tickets. I need those tickets because, you know, the elite's going to be there. So what if, what if, what if, and we're going to get back to your impact wrestling, but while we're on this train of thought, what if the one person who everybody's wondering what's going to happen, what if Kenny Omega shows up at Madison square garden? I think that would be huge for ring of honor. Nobody's thought of this, but even though his commitment is up very shortly with uh, new Japan, Mm-hmm. I Nobody's think that would be thinking that maybe yeah. maybe he's going to did he ever say he's not renewing with them? Yes, uh, you know, yes. title change, but he did say that he was leaving New Japan. Right, but, but not, he could be leaving New Japan for, for Ring of Honor. No, but he's saying he was leaving he's pretty much leaving wrestling for a while. Yeah, I, you know, whatever. A while could be April. Right. Um Nobody's thought of this. But back to uh, – no, that's a great that's a great point. Um, back to impact, though, um, if my derailed train can get back on the tracks here. Um, I think that the issue with impact wrestling, Bill, is that they – how can I put it? They have maybe too much history behind them because when you can look at, their, at that company and know – how high they were once upon a time. Think 2006 when Kurt Angle was showing up, when you had Sting and Booker T and oh, Kevin Nash. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you looked at that, Christian was there. That, and of course, not to mention AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and, and Bobby Roode and, and Eric Young, who would go on to the WWE. But when you looked at what, uh, where that company was, where at a time people were like, this is the number two company. Yeah, it's not as neck and neck as WCW was, but TNA is the number two company. Well, right now, you could argue that Ring of Honor is above Impact Wrestling. We just talked about their touring schedule and and whatnot. So, um, you know, that that kind of creates a, a worry for Impact because if everybody kept looking at Impact Wrestling as the... Uh, maybe it'll come back. Maybe it'll come back. Because that's always been the thing. It's not maybe they'll succeed. It's always maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll go back to being what they were when TNA was at its height. And now I feel like people are going to be like, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. We don't need to know if Impact's going to come back because we've got AEW now. So speaking about uh, Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. I think that AEW will have an effect on them as well, mainly because, you know, AEW at this point, they haven't announced any TV deal. Impact Wrestling has a TV deal with Anthem Entertainment's own uh, Pursuit and channel. Yes, They're and now, Twitch. You know, which is great. They right. have a great tagline now, which is, uh, if you have the internet, you have Impact. And I think that that's really, really good. Um, so now there could be a war brewing for as there was on TV with WWE and WCW, Mm -hmm. the streaming wars could 
really strike it off with AEW and Impact being on this streaming platform. Well, that's, you know, that's assuming that that AEW will be streaming. Um, you know, I'm sure that they're going to be having their pay-per-views on Fight. Um, obviously, All In was on that, and, and that seems to be where wrestling and, and MMA is headed as far as pay-per-view broadcast. But, um, no, I, I just... Uh, I don't know, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot. I don't think in any way, shape, or form, this is a negative. Um, not at all. A no, challenge, all. I agree. a challenge, yes, for some other promotions, but it's not a negative. It, it should do, everybody is focused on how this is going to make uh, the WWE step up. And man, I hope it does. Um, but I also hope that it makes Impact Wrestling step up. And that's not to say that they're that they're not trying, but I hope that it makes them get even more creative than they've already been. Same with Ring of Honor. I hope that this just fuels the wrestling business. But I do want to talk for a minute about how this affects uh the WWE because well, one I wanted thing... to bring that up as well because yeah. uh we were talking about them upping their game and right. Recent the thing that Daniel Bryan did Monday night I thought was great, and he was talking about changing the world one fan at a time. And uh, you had tipped me off to this, and I didn't realize this. And some fans actually took video of they them being told they couldn't come into the SmackDown building, which was just a few miles away from where the rally was, wearing AEW t-shirts right. so it's already started to affect wwe even in that small attendance um yeah and and part. you know and that's a great you know that that's a great point that that the wwe maybe they were showing their hand a bit there was a comment from one of the commentators that you caught uh that someone said something about um the wwe wrestlers being you know elite athletes or something like that yes yeah um and to me, I had said to you, uh, this is just them showing their hand. Like, I wouldn't do that if I were them because you don't – I mean, these are the – all elite, that's the cool thing right now in wrestling. So their best bet is to just mind their own business and make their own product better, not try to take little jabs. That's what now, they always did up until they started getting worried about WCW right. and they put they, on the billionaire Ted skits. Right. And that look that that didn't work for them. What worked for them was when they decided to turn around and, and create the Attitude Era. Um, but they need to focus on themselves and they need to focus on how they can continue to change their product. Because, you know, if you look at it, how can I put this? People are gonna say, and you've said this on the show before, when we've talked about, oh, they had a million uh, 1.7 million viewers or something. And you would say, yeah, but that's 1.7 million. But if you look at a year earlier and they had 2.7, and I know that's not the exact numbers or whatever, but I'm making a point here. Who is to say that they could not lose the same amount they lost in a year? Who's to say that they couldn't lose that many viewers next year? So that's absolutely correct. They need to get their act together because they could find themselves in a really, really bad situation and i don't know what the deal is with fox but i also know that fox could probably it probably has it in there that they could cancel them they're not going to allow this programming to be this prime programming if they start looking at it going wow we don't have any viewers for this 
Fox is, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I think the WWE is they're a they're a huge I'm use the word entertainment uh, programming company mm-hmm. and I think they'll be able to change their programming. I think in a lot of ways people are ignoring what they are stepping up. And for example, did you see the three-way match on uh, on uh, with uh, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and uh, and Oscar? Yes, yeah, uh, not Oscar. Um, to determine uh, who's going to oh. wrestle. Oh, uh, uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Yes, uh, that was when you talk about stepping up. It seems to me it's very unusual, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Is that the women's division? The is sparking even more interest and harder work than the guys at this point. Do you agree? Uh, I kind of, I kind of do agree that there's more interest for that. Um, but I don't know that that. See, I I watch the show and I look at it. And I think SmackDown is far superior to Raw in its, yeah. in the creativity behind it. Um, but I look at it and I just I constantly feel like the WWE just isn't getting it. You know, I constantly feel like. It would be like, oh, they were so close to changing something, but then they stuck with this stupid thing. And it's but not they said always... they were going to change, remember? Three yeah, weeks ago? But they haven't. Everything was going to change? And they haven't changed a thing. Show me the beef. Yeah, they haven't changed a thing. And, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that All Eat Wrestling is going to be the catalyst for change for the WWE. I'm hoping right. that they're going to change a lot of what they do behind the scenes. Let I'm me ask you a question about All the Elite. Then. Yes. All right. I want your so. Do you think that Brandy, being the um, uh, in her position, was the chief brand officer, is a shot directly at Stephanie McMahon? No, I think Brandy's qualified. No, no. What I'm saying is, do you think that they created that as a as a shot at Stephanie McMahon? That you know. We the, the, you're this, saying too. this using that specific title Correct. as opposed Correct. to, you know, yeah. Um, Correct. Uh, I think it's possible. I think they may have just kind of found it funny. Like, hey, let's just do that. Um, I don't think it was like a... a like exactly to, what I thought. Yeah, we don't have to exactly. do it to screw them over. I think it was enough just to like, I could see them just laughing about it. Just driving in a car and going, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we called exactly her this? Exactly what I thought. But I think Amazing. her actual, I think her actual uh, job description and what she's going to be doing i think no matter what they called it would be the same and i think she's incredibly qualified for it and i'm very excited i i think she's great uh and i know you feel the same way Um, very classy lady yes she's a a really really nice person uh hard-working person and i i just you know on a personal level with with these with the bucks and with cody and with brandy i could not be happier for them um Cody, you know, I've never been, I don't want this to sound like, you know, oh, Cody's a buddy of mine. Uh, He's not. Um, But Cody is from when I first met him down in OVW to the last time I saw him at the Ring of Honor show, he has never been anything but uh, friendly and just gone out of his way to be welcoming to me whenever I've I've seen him. And he's uh, watched his dad through the years and he had the best model in the entire world of who to follow. Yeah. And I just, I I just think for someone like him, you know, he is a guy who is putting in the work. You mentioned a guy like Conrad Thompson earlier. That is a guy who puts in the work. And I think that at the end of the day, 
that is what is allowing something like this to happen because you have people like Cody, people like the Bucks, Brandy, who are not afraid to, I guess, pun intended, go all in. And they prove that. And that's what brought the Khan family to them after all in was I think the Khan family had probably been tossing around this idea of getting into wrestling for a while, keeping an eye on things and then to watch what these guys did with their own money and what they were able to to put on. And, you know, it, it just, I think that's when they looked and they said, these are our guys. These are our guys yeah, who are going to do it. Yeah. But one... Now, what, what, go ahead. No, no, no. No, go ahead. What, what, what did, uh, were you surprised to see uh, the former Neville pack come out and, uh, and challenge, uh, well, not challenge, but go head to head with Hangman Page regarding... I the initial championship. I don't know that I was so surprised as I was pleased by it and excited Me by too. it. Um, Me too. But I think it's just great. I think Neville is, you know, you talked about Cody. Um, you talked about other people like Cody from the WWE who are maybe that mid-level uh, or below who felt like there was nothing they could, you know, like nothing they could do to get further along. Neville is a guy who was not happy in the WWE. I don't know if it was creative. I don't know if it was backstage. I don't know if it, it was, was the travel. It was creative. Who, it was I, creative. Well, no, I, it was he, creative. I know that. Okay. Well, he hasn't told me that, so I, I didn't want to uh, pontificate on that. But let's say it was creative. Why would, he tell, say, why would he tell you? Did he tell you? Uh, yes. He did. He told a lot of people. Did he tell you personally? He made it public. That it was the creative. That it was, they were, had nothing, they couldn't find any real niche, niche for him. Okay. And that creates, that creates an air. And you felt like he was talking directly to you (laughs) when he made this. No, 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 I had, I I don't. What I'm saying is, yeah, he made a public statement, but. Wait, I don't discuss what I talk to wrestlers personally about, but let's say that from the horse's mouth, uh, as to put it without revealing, uh, my discussion, friendly discussion off the record with him. Uh, it was creative. Okay. Um, again, I'll stand by what I said, which is whatever is publicly put out there. And if I don't know who the source is, I'm not going to assume something. So I'm trying to, uh, but I'm glad that you're having these, uh, clandestine conversations and it's good. You know, it's good to know. Um, but no, you're obviously, you're, you're having these conversations that I'm not having. And that was the point that I was trying to make was that I don't know every aspect of it and, you know, of why he wanted to leave. But regardless, he left and he left before there was an AEW to go to. So this is a guy who took a chance on himself. And I'm sure someone like Cody saw that and said, you know what, this is a guy that we need. And I was very pleased to see that. I think Neville unplugged, if you will, you know, Pac, uh, I think has all the, not a huge fan of the name, he's great, but he's He's amazing. And I think that he has all the potential in the world, um, outside of the WWE. You know what, you know what? And I don't know this for a fact, but I will bet you when Cody left WWE that he tapped a couple of guys on the side or on the back and said, I'm going to get some gig going. If, uh, if it starts to run, I'm going to call you. I don't know. 
I don't you know, know if that's that... how it works. You know that's how it works in the business. Yeah, I don't know if it was when he was leaving, but I'm sure he's, you know, he's got his friends. I'm sure he's... Now, did, he's... You, did you notice, and this is something that I'm the only one who is talking about the these other people that were at the rally that I was really glad to see. Who is that? Do you know that the old ECW security force, Ronnie and the rest of Atlas Security... Were manning that yeah. rally yesterday. Well, you're not the, I don't think you're the only one who's talking about this. Cody actually released a statement on them. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, on on there was an interview that he did with one of the press that was there. Um, but no, it was just, he said he wasn't sure what to expect with All In, uh, with Atlas Security that they had come, you know, highly recommended, but he wasn't really sure. Yeah. And basically, in a nutshell, he was incredibly impressed with them. So. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, I loved being able to spend the uh, time at Starcast with them, and also got to see them again at the ECW arena. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I've seen them forever, and they're, they're yeah. really good guys. Dude, yeah, but don't mess with them. No, God, don't mess with I, them. I wouldn't want to. But uh, but no. So one one thing that I wanted to touch base on before we wrap it up here is yeah. uh, Chris Jericho, and you know he Chris is Chris Jericho, baby. Yeah, he has been removed from. Uh, the WWE's opening signature and the montage. Yeah, yeah. the montage there. Um, and yeah, he was moved to the alumni. So a lot of question I'm surprised is surprised they even left him on the alumni. Yeah, they put everyone on the alumni because they it's their way of getting themselves over. Uh, even if somebody's left, they can kind of <laughs> show like, oh, they were here first. But um, yeah. but no, I, I I think Chris Jericho being a part of this is the um that's the cherry on top uh oh, yeah that... and he's going to be office i can guarantee you that with his mind he's going to be booking angles he's going to be doing everything he's going to be a main force in the driving of that company uh yeah i mean even if it's not you know in his contract to be creative there's no way that that guy's not going to be contributing to creative He's so, going to yeah, be doing, or he's going to be doing. Uh, I will bet you, and again, I've never seen the contract that he has agreed to do everything to help these people. Well, he he said that he was all in, and yeah, you know that's a a, a funny turn of phrase now with this company, but um, but he's he's truly invested in them. He he's signed to them, and uh, I know that he will still be able to do his Chris Jericho cruise, um, but I don't know if he's. It, there's no working relationship with with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. However, he's Chris Jericho, so just like how he was still appearing for the WWE and doing it's like Japan Tommy Dreamer. He goes oh God, everywhere. Tommy Dreamer is absolutely everywhere. Um, now, and what a perfect time for me to plug Modern well, Vintage wait, Wrestling's show. Before you plug show. something, before this, you plug anything. Okay, so now it's not going to be the, the most important part here. We have not talked about. Okay. They are. They have announced that they are running their first official show on May twenty yes. fifth at the MGM Grand Garden Arena Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, and also Starcast will be part of that event. Yes, Starcast two. Uh, that's going to be incredible. I will be there. Um, now, what did you want to plug? Oh, may I? Uh, please do. You're so polite. <laughs> Goes against your sarcasm. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> what am I going to plug? You mentioned sarcasm. I'm going to plug uh, my pro wrestling tees page, pro wrestling tees dot com slash so says Chernoff. 
sarcasm is my superpower. You can get that t-shirt in gold and in blue. Um, the logo, not the t-shirt. T-shirt's black. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to plug, you mentioned Tommy Dreamer, and he will be, I believe, will be a part of, maybe I'm telling tales out of school here, but I believe Tommy Dreamer will be a part of uh, the Bruiser Brody Cup, which will be uh, presented by Modern Vintage Wrestling. It is at the culmination of a tournament. It's going to be a huge night um, taking place this month. It will be on January 25th, and it will be live on Fight TV. So check that out. Uh, you can go to Fight TV and you can. And you're going to be part of that. the broadcast team. Yeah, I'm going to be a part of that and uh, very, very excited to be a part of that. Well, uh, I do want to mention that I might be at that uh, show. There's a possibility. Um, I will be at Awesome Wrestling Entertainment in Waynesboro, Virginia on February 23rd. Uh, Mick Foley is the headliner of that show. Cool. That'd be really good. Yeah. Go to Awesome Wrestling Entertainment's Facebook page and find out more about it. I will be hosting that show. And Josh, I understand that you have a major announcement to make. I, I do. And I put out on social media that my major announcement would be made on Friday. And Friday around noon, I'm going to make this major announcement on social media. But I thought... For our after chatters who have supported me for the past 23 episodes, uh, along with supporting you, of course. But I thought that as a thank you for all of the love and support that I have been shown by the after chatters, that I would make the announcement on the show so that if you are a true after chatter and listening to this before noon on Friday, you will be the first to know uh, my show, So Says Chernoff, has been picked up by the fight. TV network and will be streaming on a monthly basis uh, starting January 24th. It will be streaming and uh, I am I could not be more excited to be a part of the fight family. Uh, very much looking forward to this honored that they uh, want my content on their on their uh, on their platform. Uh, but yeah, very, very excited about that and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. got some really, Exciting things, and that uh, with that, I can say that uh, when I mentioned that I will be in Las Vegas, will be there uh, for StarCast. Uh, I don't know exactly how I will be there, but at the very least, I will be doing some stuff related to Sosa Chernoff, my show on Fight TV. And also, we do have to mention that Wonderful Willie and Sosa Chernoff will be at WrestleCon on WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, we will be there uh, at WrestleCon. Uh, we will have a booth. I actually just got the um, the background, our banner uh, they just sent to me for approval uh, from WrestleCon. So, uh, oh, yeah, you, you need to you need to send that to me ASAP. So uh, I will. Our our whole committee can approve it, and I will, by the way, have copies of my book. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Yeah, I'll have copies of my book. To, uh, to sign there. And if you already have a copy of my book and you want to get it signed there, bring it with you. It's a perfect opportunity. And, and we'll have some, uh, some other gimmicks there as well that uh, are in support of the after chat. Yes, uh, it's going to be a very exciting time there. We're very much looking forward to You know, you've said everybody. so much. You've used the word exciting so many times. People are going to get overly excited. 
Well, then they're going to have to come back next week and uh, listen to our sponsor. By the way, this week we wanted to mention that this show was dedicated to Mean Gene Orkelin and brought to you by SmartHold. And Josh, can you tell them a bit about SmartHold in case they haven't heard in the past 22 weeks? Absolutely. SmartHold is a message on hold service for only $35 per month. That's right. Only $35 per month. Plus, and this is the best part, Bill, there are no contracts. So let's recap that for a second. Smart hold message on hold service, only $35 per month with no contracts. If you run a business where you place your callers on hold, one of your most effective and least expensive marketing tools is message on hold from Smart Hold. I don't think a lot of people realize that when you have your caller on hold, you have a captive audience. Replace the radio stations and CD players, which by the way, is illegal. Maybe you have some really bad music that came with the phone or even worse, as we've been talking about, silence. With today's cell phones, placing a caller on hold to silence is deadly. Most callers won't be sure if they're still on hold, if they're still connected. They'll probably just hang up like you do or I do. Can you afford to lose that call, Bill? No, absolutely not. I couldn't afford to lose that call in my business. And that's why with Smart Hold, we make your callers hold time more enjoyable and informative while the caller's hold time feels shorter. It also makes you sound more professional. Because with Smart Hold, you get pro voice talent, both male and female, unlimited message changes, professional script writers, broadcast quality audio, fresh background music, music licensing fees, and even a Smart Hold player should you need one at no charge. All for only $35 per month per location served and no contracts. So go to www.smart-hold.com and order today. That's www.smart-hold.com. Be smart, get Smart Hold. So Josh, I have to get out of Actors Alley right now. And do you know why? Uh, I'm, I'm nervous to know. I have to take Lexi the Wonder Poodle uh, out. She hasn't been out for several hours. And she was circling on the uh, Actors Alley pee-pee pad area. So I got to get out of here. So you know what? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find both of us on social media, and I'll see you and everybody else at the matches, okay? Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think I can top that story you just told. But uh, all right. Uh, you can find us uh, on social media, Twitter, at The After Chat. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The After Chat. Go to theafterchat.com for our podcast, for uh, the merch, where it'll take you right over to Pro Wrestling Tees. And you can check out all of our merchandise there, including the Respect the Comb Over shirt. Uh, you can also click on the book and go to Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Book by Bill Apter. Uh, I mentioned before, you can go to SoSaysShurnoff.com and you can get a couple of shirts there with a link to my Pro Wrestling Tees page. Uh, you can find me at SoSaysShurnoff. You can find him at Apter One Wrestling. And uh, I think Bill really just, he left. So, um... I'm all alone again. Um, Yeah. Bye.